0: to stay there amen I can take you to churches today that don't want to change don't want to move just want everything to stay the same and there is a window of opportunity for you to get on the boat to transition to shift and if you miss that opportunity it can be too late and no matter how much you want to do later you'll not be able to shift with the times. That's the reason why churches are dying every day. That's the reason why the hundreds and even thousands every month are closing their doors. It's because they refuse to change and be able to reach and to adapt to this generation and help them to understand that the same God that saved grandma and grandpa is the same God that loves you. Amen. But what got grandma and grandpa curious about the things of God isn't going to get this generation curious. And so we have to shift with the chains of times and as great as God is. God, you know, Jesus, when he came on the earth, he didn't still go over there and talk to the fishermen about how to raise crops. He didn't go to the, to, to the farmer and tell him how to fish. He said, I'm going to make this gospel relevant to you so that you can understand it and comprehend it amen and we have that challenge before us today that we have to be willing to change with the times to make the gospel relevant so that the God that we are serving can be real and powerful in this generation amen and the God that touched my granddaddy is the same God that's going to touch my children and my children's children amen I refuse to be a part of a church that'll be settling and satisfied with yesterday if that's the kind of pastor you want you got the wrong one baby you need to look somewhere else because I'm here to tell you as long as I pastor this church, we're going to reach a harvest. Amen. You can bicker, you can complain, but we're going to reach souls for the kingdom of God because souls are the reason that we're here. Amen. See, they haven't learned that nothing happens different tomorrow if you don't do something different today. If you don't change something today, you'll still be doing what you're doing today, tomorrow. But you've got to be willing to change. Amen? There's an old proverb that says it's kind of like this. He said, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Too many want to maintain just to hold and just to get by, just to survive. Holding on to stale oil. Holding on to yesterday's manna. Amen. They are people that know what they're running from, but they don't know what they're running to. But I'm telling you today that I'm not just concerned about what's chasing me because I'm in pursuit myself. I'm in pursuit of God. I'm in pursuit of his presence. I'm hungry for more of him. I desire him, amen, and I know that I can't find him any greater than what I know him on this level. And so if I'm going to know him greater, I've got to forget those things which are behind. And I've got to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. I've got to lead me to the rock that is not down but higher than I. Amen. He said, I lift my eyes until the hills from whence my help is coming from. My help is coming from the Lord. He said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He wasn't on his plane. He wasn't on his level. He was high and lifted up. And his train was filling the temple. I tell you today, if you want to find God in your life, don't look on the plane you are. Look higher than what you are. Elevate yourself and say, God, I'm reaching for you. I desire more of you. I'm Hungry for more of you, and whatever it takes for me to experience you in a new level, I'm willing to pay that price. Amen. He said, Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. He said, He gives power to the faint, strength to the weary. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You were fashioned to fly. Do you know that you are people of purpose today? Do you know that you have a purpose that God created you for something great? Amen. Ephesians 1, he has chosen us. In him before the foundations of the world, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his own will. God has a will for you. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He told Jeremiah, he said, I've got a perfect plan, a perfect end in mind for you. Amen. And so even though we may be dealing with some stuff right now, God is not giving up on us. Neither is he about to stop and quit on us, but he has a perfect end in mind for us. Amen. You get nothing unless you finish. I know this generation's all messed up. Huh? Everyone gets an award at the end of the game. But I want to tell you, it don't matter. You can keep count, not keep count, whatever you want to do. But i tell you, if I'm playing, I don't care if there's a scoreboard or not. I got it in my mind. Because I know that ain't everybody going to win. Somebody going to be a loser. Somebody isn't going to finish first. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so you've got to finish the course. It's not he that starts, but he that uh, endures to the end. The same shall be saved. You can, can be uh, content with where you are, go through what you're going through. Amen. You say, well, God loves me anyways. Yes, He loves you, but He loves you too much to leave you where you are. Amen. He wants you to go higher. The eagle uh, lives uh, about 60 to 100 years. As long as they live, they dwell in the high rocky places. On the rocks, the eagles groom themselves. The eagle plucks and pulls out of the sick and the weak and the ruffled and the uneven feathers to make room for the strong, healthy, new feathers. It's out with the old and in with the new. It reminds me of sanctification because it comes and says, come out from among them. And be ye separated. Romans 12 said, present your body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable before God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed in this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There is a new process going on. Cleanse your hand, yourself from unfilthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. He tells us in Philippians 1, being confident in this one thing, that which he, he hath begun a good work in you, will watch over it and hasten to perform it. John 3 and 2, he said, it doeth not yet appear what we shall be, but when he appears, we shall be like him. Hallelujah. You see, we've got to take off the old and put on the new. Amen. Cease to do evil and learn to do good. Amen. We've got to learn how to die daily. Crucify the flesh. Amen. The stuff that you carried in this level will not be able to be taken to the next level. Amen. You cannot soar any higher carrying what you're carrying now. But you've got to make a conscience choice that I'm not going to carry this regret. I'm not going to carry this bitterness. I'm not going to carry this sorrow. I'm not going to carry this difficulty with me any longer because I want more of God more than I want to carry around this grudge and bitterness any longer. And so I'm going to release it and I'm going to give it away so I can go to the The next level in God. The rock is a place of the nest. The nest is made of fur. It is made of soft grass. It is the problem is that the eagle eaglets on the inside of that nest become comfortable with where they are. They get comfortable with the mama bringing them food. They get comfortable and satisfied with just sitting there and eating, gobbling it up. Got everything they need. Need water? Mama, bring you water. Need food? Mama, bring you food. You need comforted? Mama will comfort you. And they get satisfied there. And so there comes a time whenever mama says, it's time for you to go to another level. It's time for you to grow. It's time for you to get up from this place of comfort and learn to soar because eagles weren't created to sit, they were created to soar. And so you've got to get out of here. And so what you'll do is what we find in Deuteronomy where it says that the eagle stirreth its nest. She takes out the fur. She takes out the comfortable and leaves the sticks and the briars. And that little eaglet still gets fed, still gets her water, still gets everything they need to provide for them, but it's not comfortable anymore. Hallelujah. God in his wisdom will come by every once in a while and stir up our nest. He will come and take out what is comfortable to us. He will shake whatever can be shaken. So what cannot be shaken will only remain. Amen. And if we're not careful, we'll get mad at God. We'll, we'll get upset with God because what we think we needed, God shook it out of the nest. What we learn to trust in, God will shake it out of the nest. What we, we think, oh God, I can't do without it. But God shakes it out of the nest to where we become uncomfortable because what we learned to depend upon and rely on and what was a guarantee has now been taken away. And that mama says, I'm not putting it back. That baby squeals, beep, beep, beep. Mama says, I've already done all I'm going to do for you. I love you too much to let you stay the way you are. If you don't like it pricking you in the behind, then get out of here. If you don't like it stirred up, do something about it. But it's time for you to learn how to soar. It's time for you to learn how to fly. If that doesn't do it, the mama will take that little chicklet, that little eaglet, and put it on its back. And will climb to the highest peaks. And when it gets to the highest peaks, it'll do a flip. And drop the eaglet off. I can see the eaglet now. Tumbling turning, twisting, trying to figure out which way is up, crying, why, why? We don't ever do that, do we? Why, God? Why are you doing this? But you see, That baby tumbles and twists and turns and all all the time he's headed for the rocky canyon bottom that is certain death. Amen. But what he does not know is mama is watching and she can see what's going on. Mama can see for two miles away. Amen. He doesn't know that when he's uh, in the mama, when she begins to dive, that she can reach um, um, 180 miles an hour. He doesn't know that she uh, that can fly faster than he can fall. My God, you need to hear me this morning. You may be tumbling, flipping, not knowing which way is up, and you're saying, why, why? But I want to tell you that Heavenly Father and Father God in all of His infinite wisdom is allowing you to tumble and allowing you to fall not so He can kill you, but so you can learn to soar. Because I'm here today to tell you that He's not going to allow you to hit the bottom, but He can fly faster than you can fall. And He will, in a moment's time, fly to where you are and bring you to a place of safety so don't get weary and well doing don't be satisfied with where you are don't be afraid to take a risk but get out of the nest, get out of the comfort zone get out of your place of complacency and learn how to fly baby you were created to fly you weren't created to wander around you weren't created to sit around you were created to soar in the realm of the spirit The eagle gets in trouble whenever he leaves the lofty high place. When he leaves that place of high altitude. Because that's what he was created for. Is the high altitude. You weren't created to wander around. In fleshly wilderness wandering. You were created to soar in the spirit. And whenever you get out of what you've been created for, you're going to be a mess. Amen. If I'm in the water and I see a shark, this fat boy is going to get up out of there somehow. You hear me. You thought Jesus walked on water. (laughs) I may look like a tugboat, but I'm coming up out of there, baby. (laughs) Yes, sir. Because that is the domain in which the shark was created to dwell. But you bring out there a 300 foot shark. I don't know if there is such a thing, but just bring him out on land, and he'll think I'm a dentist. Because I'll beat him upside the head and one side and then the other. And I say, you think you bad? Just come on, baby. Give me your best shot. Because he's in my domain now. Are you with me? And I want to tell you when the enemy can get you out of the realm in which you have been created for he can he can cause you to walk through hell he can beat your spiritual brains out he can cause you to be a mess but whenever you go into heavenly places with God when you are seated in that realm where he is I want to tell you that not even the gates of hell will be able to prevail against you because God has anointed you to soar like an eagle hallelujah oh come on and give him praise this morning The eagle gets in trouble when he leaves the lofty place, when he leaves the high place, because that is which he is created for. Amen. You may go to the valley, but you don't stay there. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You were not intended to live in a valley. You were intended to live in heavenly places with God. Amen. If the eagle stays in the valley, he goes through what they call a moping period. That's where he gets careless. He starts, stops grooming himself. He stops leaving the old and the unhealthy and the broken and the weak feathers in. And and therefore there's no room for the new, fresh, healthy feathers to come back. Because he doesn't make room for the new, the strong, the healthy uh, feathers, he is not able to fly. And now he's doing what he isn't made to do, and that is to walk. He walks everywhere. And because he is walking everywhere, the, the, the talons that were once sharp as razors, those things that he used to, to be able to get prey are now worn down. Until their doll stubs and his feet begin to burst and bleed. Since he cannot fly, the calcium starts building up on the beak that was once a powerful beak that was sharp and could take his prey and devour it. But now because he is not able to fly, it is the wind at 137 miles an hour that causes that, that, that calcium to break down on his beak and causes his beak to be sharp and be able to take out his prey. Amen. You may think that he didn't find the carcass. He could find a carcass of something dead that he could eat or think that there was something left over that he could eat. But you see, an eagle won't eat on just anything. There's a difference between an eagle and a buzzard. A buzzard will eat anything lying around. It'll eat gossip. It'll eat complaining. It'll eat bitterness and strife. Huh? But an eagle won't eat that mess. An eagle isn't going to eat nothing that isn't fresh. Amen? And because it refuses to eat what is just left over and what has been killed by something else or something that's just left over. He refuses to eat anything. Amen. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You see, whatever goes in must come out. A musician puts music in and music comes out. A mathematician puts numbers in and numbers come out. A physician puts in the time and is able to produce something at the end of the day. A politician puts in and nothing comes out. Oh, God help them all. God bless them all. Yes, yes. But whatever you put in has got to come out. And that's the reason why that an eagle will not eat just anything. It's not going to eat what a buzzer will eat because it wants fresh meat. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, the meat. Amen. If something doesn't change, he'll die. Amen. He'll die in the wilderness just below the place where he used to dwell just below the place at the the next level down from where he used to enjoy. He'll die remembering what it was like soaring the mountain peaks. He'll die remembering what has been. He'll die remembering the day that he learned to soar. He'll die remembering the day and what it was like and what it used to be. Amen. Some can remember. Samson could remember what it was like for the presence of God to be upon his life and then shook himself and knew that the power had departed. David remembered what it was like to be the great leader but now he lays uh, uh, painfully and near death in in the battlefield because he did not obey the voice of God. Amen. The prodigal son remembered what it was like at the father's house where there was more than enough to go around. Amen. Jesus said of Ephesus, remember the day from whence thou hast fallen and repent and return to To your first works. He said remember. Repent and return. But you see there's hope. Tell somebody there is hope. He can't fly out. He can't climb out. But he can get help out. Other eagles will catch rabbits. And small prey and they'll fly just above the treetops and they will strategically drop the meat right in front of the moping eagle. Then the eagle that dropped the meat, they say will begin to fly and hover in circles, making unusual noises. Scientists and biologists believe that he is cheering on the sick eagle and encouraging him to eat so he can gain strength and soar to the mountain peaks again. Amen. Well, for those who are in the wilderness and you're down and out and you're falling from the place in God, amen, that's what I'm doing for you today. Amen. I'm bringing you the meat of the word. Amen. I'm playing the role of cheerleader. And I'm telling you as I drop the meat of the word today to come on, get up, eat the word, believe the word, dare to believe again. Don't be defeated. Don't be discouraged, but rise up. We can soar together and we can fly. Hallelujah. If you're in need, fly higher. You can fly above the storm. I remember being in a plane, going across the ocean, and all of a sudden, without warning, we dropped. I don't know how far we dropped, but I, it was a pretty good little drop. And then the plane started shaking. That light came on. Fasten your seatbelt. We're in turbulence. And I'm like, really, is that what this is? Out of all of the circumstances I've been in and flying, I'd still rather fly to Walmart than drive. But I remember being in that storm, and, and, they, and they, the, the pilot came on the intercom, and he says, we have run into a storm that we were unprepared for. He said, just bear with me a few moments. He said, I'm now... Radioing ahead and asking for clearance to go higher, because that pilot knew something I didn't know, and that was that if he could get higher, that he could get above the storm. It was to my amazement as I he began to could feel that plane going higher. And all of a sudden, the storm started getting lighter and lighter. And then out of the clouds burst the sun. And I realized that day, my God, if you can soar a little higher, the sun's shining. You see, that storm could only affect what was on its level and that which was below it. But if you can soar high enough, if you've got enough strength in you, if you've got enough will in you, if you've got a desire, you can bust through that thing, baby, and you can go to another altitude, you can go to another level, and you can experience the sun shining upon your life again. Amen. And so don't be satisfied if your life is shaky, if you're discouraged, if you're defeated. Don't be satisfied with the storm that is in your life. But be willing to know that if I can just go a little higher, I can overcome this storm, because I believe that I can fly. There was a story in an article on an airplane company magazine. It was Delta, US Air. It was about a pilot, a young boy that had a dream of flying. He had model planes, he read books, he grew up uh, wanting to become a pilot. And so he did all of that, and and he went through the training process, and and he learned about planes, and then he bought his own plane. He started with a twin-engine plane, and then he moved up in class. And one morning, he left the Dallas airport, Love Field. He He did everything that morning he normally did. He flipped all the same switches, turned all the same knobs, he read all the same instrument gadgets or gauges. He he did everything that he normally did. He took off and when he got in the air, suddenly he began to hear something unusual. The story said that suddenly fear grips his heart that something is wrong, and he calls to the tower and he tells them, "I'm 80 miles from home and there's an unusual noise that is concerning me." And he asked the tower, the tower asked him, said, describe it or imitate it. And so the pilot does. The tower asked him to flip a certain switch and and see if the light comes on. He flipped that switch and no response. The light did not come on. And so when he responded back to the tower, the tower told him, he said, take the plane to a higher altitude. If that's me. And it's making noises. I'm thinking that's just higher to fall from. But the instructor told him, go to the next higher altitude. Amen. He asked why. He said, because there is a rat on your plane. And rats were drawn to hot wires. And he said, if you can get to a higher altitude, he said, it'll cool down the wires. I don't like rats. Destiny wants a rat. So there ain't gonna be no rat in the Matthew's house very long. I hate rats. I'll just let you know I will kill them. And shout while I'm doing it. The devil is a liar. But I don't like rats because number one, rats don't have a spine. I don't want spineless people around me. Rats can't be found in the daylight. You only hear them gnawing at night. Come on, somebody. They're gnawing while you're trying to sleep. All you hear is the gnawing of the rat. They, they are spineless. They can't stand up. They, they won't take a stand. They just want to go with the flow and, and for everybody to like them. But I want to tell you today that you have to stand in the presence of God. Whenever you've done all that you can stand, you've got to stand there for knowing that you're in the righteousness of God Almighty. Amen. The second reason that I don't like rats is because they have eyes, but they can't see very well. I don't want rats around me because they'll never catch my vision. They'll never be able, I can preach, sweat, stomp, snort, teach, preach, do all that, but they'll never be able to see what I'm seeing. Amen. I want people with a vision because, amen, whenever you go to the next level, you've got to be able to see where you're going. You got to be willing to pay the price and say the price is worth it because there is joy that is set before me. Hallelujah. I want to tell you it's better for you to walk by yourself than to walk with a bunch of rats. Amen. It's better for you to have to go alone. If you got to go alone and nobody understands you and nobody comprehends what you need to do, get the heavenly vision and say, I'm going to go to another altitude. I'm going to another level. I'm going to another plane. Amen. Why? They said that whenever they got there and he shut the plane down and he landed, they took the parts off of the plane and there laid a dead rat. They said, why is that rat dead? He said, because rats cannot live at high altitude. Amen. I want to tell you that people say, well, you better deal with this problem or deal with that person. But I don't chase down gossip. You can put me down. You can run this church down, but I ain't going to waste my time with your gossip. All I've got to do is I'm going to leave this church and we're going to a higher level. We're going to a higher place and so you can criticize and you can condemn and you can gossip all day long, but we're going to soar because rats can't live at a high altitude. Glory to God. They're choking right now. They're dying right now because we're going to another place and another level in the kingdom of god amen people say that well just hold back but i want to tell you today that i don't have time to hold back it's time if you ain't been here on wednesday night you need to at least get the tapes or get on the the website and get them because you're missing half of this message amen but it's time We ain't got time to hold the fort. We ain't got time to do it again. It's time now to accelerate. It's time now to elevate. It's time now to catch the vision. It's time now to forget those things which are behind and press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. It's time for your sons and daughters to be saved. It's time for that depression to die. It's time for that oppression to be lifted off of you. It's time for the darkness to go and joy to come in your morning. Hallelujah. It's time to soar into the heights of the Lord. Amen. It's time for you to soar and disconnect yourself from those people that depress you and oppress you. It's time to get rid of them. Well, they're my family. They're my friends. You don't have to tell them nothing. Just keep on soaring. Amen. Because whenever those haters are around you, they're going to fall off like leeches. Amen. whenever you soar into the presence of God Almighty, they're going to be transformed. Why? Because those rats cannot live at a higher altitude. Amen. The best way to cut them off is to go to another level. The best way to cut off hypocrites and grumblers and complainers is to go a little higher. Amen. And we don't have time to sit around and wait. Have you ever been in a plane and had to wait to land? It's the most frustrating thing. Well, I take that back. Setting on the viaduct is worse than that. But you up there, reach your destination, but cannot land because you don't have clearance. But I want to tell you today that God wants you to just go a little higher. I promise you that if you go a little higher, that rat of depression will die in your life. If you go a little higher, that rat of bitterness will die in your life. If you go a little higher, joy will come back and sorrow will die. The fullness of His power and His presence will be revealed in your life when you dare to go a little higher. You see, the enemy always wants to oppress us, push us down, because he knows that we can't exist because that's not what we were created for. We were not created to run with the chickens. Amen. You see, It's possible for you to hang out with something that's not like you. That'll bring you down to their level till you become comfortable with it. If an eaglet is raised by a chicken. All it'll do is run around the barnyard pecking. Not knowing it was created to soar the lofty mountains of the world. Why? Because our mindset has become so low. I challenge you today, my brothers and sisters, don't allow your mindset to be dominated and controlled by the circumstances that are around about you. But dare to rise up and elevate and go to the next plane, the next level, and know God in a greater dimension than you have ever known Him before. Just above you is victory. Just above you is an answer to prayer. Just above you is a miracle. Just above you is the direction that you need. But you aren't going to get it setting where you are now. You've got to get discontent with where you are and go to a higher place. I believe I can fly. I believe I can soar the lofty places of God. Why, Pastor? Because that's what I've been created to do. That's what I'm created to do. I'm created to soar. Hallelujah. And you have been created to soar. No matter where you may be at today. No matter if you're in the wilderness wandering in the valley and feel as though that that eagle that has fallen down and, and seems helpless, I've come today to cheer you on. I've come today to bring you some meat and say, Come on, let's get up from here and let's soar again. Because God has created you to fly. Stand with me today.